TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Given Craig a hard number that he has to observe, and is there room to continue to add this spring? We have set uh, parameters uh, for him, and he's operating under those parameters. Can we surmise that there is additional room from where you are now compared to the parameters that you've set? You know, I I do not want to talk about specifics related to payroll or parameters because it it does nothing to help us competitively. And look, I I think the focus on, on spending is fair and reasonable. Given where we finished uh, the last couple of years, we understand there's frustration. Um, the best way to turn that frustration around is to go out and win baseball games um, and have the focus be on the team and, the, and our players versus where we're spending. Um, there's nothing that I can say or do at this point in the offseason that's going to make anybody feel uh, great about what's happened the last two years. So we've turned the page internally and, and, and we're moving on to 2024. There's Sam Kennedy for you, Red Sox president, who, in fairness to the Ken and Curtis show here on WEEI, was apologetic at the beginning of it, but he used a certain word, Sorry. a certain word over and over again. Parameters. 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 Which, if you really break that down, is just corporate nonsense for cutting payroll, uh, dropping spending, cheaping out. I mean, that's uh, that's all that is. That's all that is. Para- oh, yeah, Craig Bresley, he's got some parameters on him. Limits. Parameters. Parameters, Mego. But yes, limits, same thing. And so we all know that. Like, we all understand. It's not Craig Breslow's fault. No one thinks it's Craig Breslow's fault. I don't. It's ownership. It's been ownership. It will continue to be ownership until something changes down there. And unfortunately, no one's holding their breath. No, and that's why with our big Q at two that we'll revisit the poll that we have up on our Twitter account right now, I feel like you can't look at it and feel confident that this team's going to be competitive in a meaningful way, in the way that the Boston Red Sox should be competitive, in the way that they were competitive in the last decade before this one. You can't feel confident that it's going to be two years, that all of a sudden all these prospects that Teal and... 
mayor and these other guys are going to come up. Exactly, that they're going to come up and make this immediate impact where all of a sudden, oh, they've arrived. The young core has arrived at the major league level. Now we're going to go out and we're actually going to start spending on free agents and paying other major league players to come here in a real way, like the way that we keep holding up the Trevor Story contract. Like We're going to go out and spend that much three different times, even though other teams do that with multiple guys pretty much every offseason. Like, I I just don't feel like you can look at ownership right now and feel confident that they're going to make that investment as soon as these guys hit the major league level. 57% of our listeners agree. It's going to take a long time to be competitive again. Our options now in our big question of the day up at Jones and Mego on Twitter, and you can weigh in on the phone, 617-779-7937. When do you expect them to be competitive again? 57% say it's going to take longer than two or three years. 38% say two or three years. 5% still with a straight face are saying they expect them to be competitive this year, which is mind-boggling to me. They won 79 games a year ago. They've cut payroll since. I mean, say what you want about Chris Sale, and I have. You know, say what you want about James Paxton. I think those guys are better pitchers and have a better chance of hitting than someone like Lucas Giolito. They got worse from a year ago. And they won 79 games last year. And so I don't see how they're competitive anytime soon. If Theo comes in and really shakes things up or shakes John Henry awake so Henry gets a clue, well, then maybe, maybe. But right now, I'm fearful it's going to take a long, long time. And Arkan, I know you agree. Yes, I do agree. I think that the Red Sox, if they were trying to copy what the Orioles and the Rays are doing, they uh, are not going to be able to. I don't think they have a strong enough farm system. We do right now, though, Jones, have some breaking news. Oh, okay. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Just a few moments ago, Tom Pelissero tweeted that the Patriots are releasing veteran starting defensive lineman Lawrence Guy today and that New England is doing right by Guy, a two-time Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, letting him go early. He should have a strong market. He is under contract this year. Or he was. They're doing him a solid? Doing him a solid. Letting him leave. I mean, what is that? They're, Just... de- they're dealing him a Kenley Jansen. <laughs> right. Are, they're doing him a solid because they're going to suck and they're letting him out of this hellhole? Is that why Is that yep. why they're doing him a solid? I guess so. How is cutting somebody doing them a solid? I don't quite understand. So they can sign somewhere else that doesn't suck. Fine. Uh, how big of a loss is this? I honestly don't think it's that big of a I, loss. Me either. I, like, I really like Lawrence Guy. Did you know I'm he was like, under contract? I, I, I didn't. I, I'll say, look, well, he had that hold in that right. he was attempting to do during training camp last year. I'll say this. Lawrence Guy and his wife, I, I do think this is important. The two-time Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Like, he's done a lot of incredible stuff in terms of his charity work yeah. and the stuff that he does for local families around here in need. And I, That's really cool. That, enjoy will be, among- that will be missed as a football player. I think you can probably figure yeah. that out. I enjoy him on Gresham Fourier, too. And, like, good, he's a good guy in the community. But, like, and all those things matter. I'm not saying they don't. Are they going to miss him on the football field? I, I'm with you, Mego. I don't really think so. They're good on the D-line, I think. You know, How much like, did, did you notice him last year? Not really. Other than when he was griping about his contract. And then, again, he showed up and did all his media obligations and stuff in the community. So, like, I, I think he got on good board Good guy. Like, really year. good guy. Right. But are they going to miss him on the field? Nah. So, I, I he's going to have a strong market. I'm skeptical of that. But okay, more losses on defense for this Patriots team. And I hope he's not the first. Like, I'm letting Duggar go. I'm not franchising him, as we discussed last hour. Uh, So you can react to that. He's out. 
Uh, they are going to have about 250000 in dead cap, if you care. They're going to save $3.5 million against the cap by moving on from him. 617-779-7937. That's the latest on the Patriots. Give me a little bit more from Sam Kennedy. What, what kind of parameters are we talking here, Sam Kennedy, uh, with John Henry? What parameters has he set? How have they changed? If we were to ask John why the parameters were lower than in the years past, what would he say? Look, we have... Um uh, parameters each and every year uh, for the Red Sox in terms of where we uh, are comfortable in terms of major league payroll, in terms of total baseball operations spending. Uh, that has not changed since 2002. There's been a willingness to change those parameters mid-season, mid-year, based upon how the, the team is doing. Um, but there's been there's no change to our overall operating philosophy other than we uh-huh. are in a, in a build mode. You can see, we were talking about some of the Young players we're building around this core group of of young players and we'd like to extend some of those young players okay well, you're again. actively losing players yeah like you're letting players go and then bringing in i guess if you think bringing in this prospect from kansas city no. who will be somebody in two or three years if you think that that's building you're not building anything for the major league level right no, now he was the number 20 prospect in the royals organization yeah he's a 23 year old single a guy yeah like he's not you know like he's not a it's not like he's tearing up double a so like, 19 or something mr like, who was like "Ooh, he might be in portland this summer yeah, yeah. i was like oh boy wow great he's like, we could go see a lot of these guys in portland we're gonna spend more time going to see sea dogs games than any of these red sox games yeah so look when i hear Sam Kennedy say we want to get these guys extended. You think of someone like Tristan Cassis. We're going to get into this later on this hour, but Cassis is like, nope, I'm good. Don't need it. Not interested. No, thank you. And he calls it a build. What should he call it again, Mego? A rebuild. A rebuild. There's no change to our overall operating philosophy. Other well, than I mean, other we than. We are in a, in a build mode. You can yeah, so that's a change. There's no change to our philosophy, except the philosophy yeah. is totally changed. Yeah, what is the philosophy? There's no change except we're not spending anymore yeah. and we're building. The philosophy is... I mean, other than that, we're not changing. Don't compete unless you accidentally do. <laughs> that's the philosophy right now. The There's philosophy... no change to our overall None. operating I philosophy. I can't think of one. Other than well, I mean, other we than... are in a, in a build mode. You... <laughs> So it's like he's probably like, where the hell is Theo? Why isn't he yeah. answering these questions? Why do I still have to do this? Well, you guys <laughs> made on. the point. I don't even know if Theo's there. Henry was there. You probably watched John Henry walk by in real time. He's like, oh, there's no change to our philosophy. Oh crap! There's John Henry. Oh, except that we're in a build mode. Henry blew it off. I mean, Henry's there, and Henry's not talking. Later loses. So, when he's- <laughs> so I'll give I'll give Kennedy credit. Like at least he's up there. I mean, that's what he gets paid when for. When he's talking about they're in a build mode, is he talking about literally building out Fenway Corners yeah. for $1.6 billion? Good point. The philosophy hasn't changed. What's changed is you're going to have a new spin studio down the street. <laughs> build in mode. between five and eight years. Condos. You know, uh, shopping all around Fenway, Fenway Park. Fenway doesn't have enough condos. Build mode. Good call. What 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 are they focused on? Not the team building up the area around Fenway. It's Fenway it's like the Corners. Sims, you go into build mode. You've got like twenty thousand dollars to like make a livable house. They There's, need the secret passcode like Rosebush, and then you can just build anything you want. Is that the Sims or is that Sim City? That's Sims. That's Sims. Oh, okay, that was Sims. And then you trap everybody I in the pool or I in could, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah no, sure. I, I couldn't play those games without passwords. I needed. I wasn't good enough at those games to build like the whole city without like a password. Why would you want to? I couldn't keep it on a budget. I couldn't keep it's the thing boring. on a budget. Yeah, super boring. Oh, I got to wait all these years and fast forward the time just to build a build another nuclear power plant. No, no thank sky you. tunnels in Jones. No, City. thank you. Uh, one more from Kennedy. How bad has it got? 
How bad has it got for Red Sox ownership? They got to have the little leader chirping in their ear about how they're not spending enough. It's been an odd, slow-developing market for whatever reason. Every year has sort of a different sort of feel to it. I'll tell you, last night at dinner, Raquel and Brez and AC and Eddie and I and a few others got a FaceTime from Dustin Pedroia, and he reminded us who's still out there on the market and what opportunities might be out there. So we appreciated that perspective from Petey. I mean, any talk of acting on any of his advice? He he was very clear about his feelings. (laughs) So it's like you have Dustin Pedroia yelling. He's like, you guys know that Blake Snell's out there, right? And I don't want to talk out both sides of my mouth. I don't want Blake Snell. I do. But he's a two-time Cy Young. Fine, Arkan does. He's won the Cy Young twice. He's out there. He's available. Jordan Montgomery's like riding the tee in Boston when it's working. He's here. You can can go get him. And Pedroia's like chirping at them. And I don't really even know why. Why did Kennedy volunteer that? I have no. I appreciate that honesty from him. Why is he volunteering? Maybe that? he thinks it looks cool. Uh, does it? He's like, we're all out to dinner, and guess who's FaceTiming? I us. think it looks pathetic. It looks pathetic that someone like Dustin Pedroia is like, you guys suck. Spend your money on somebody. I was at Twin Peaks with AC, and <laughs> I got FaceTimed by Dustin Pedroia telling me how bad this team was going to be pathetic. to do something. This little anecdote, by the way, is why I don't believe Theo Epstein's going to make any difference. Like, everybody knows what the problem is. Everybody knows what they should be doing and are annoyed by what they're not doing. And Dustin Pedroia knows it, and everybody else knows it. Theo Epstein knows it. John Henry knows it. They, Sam Kennedy, everybody knows it. It's just they're not going to do it. Okay, they, well, they've not, decided not to. Well, not this year. I agree with you on that. You don't think Theo can change it long term? That's where I disagree. And so maybe that's pie in the sky wishful thinking on my end. I'll, I'll keep saying it. Them bringing in Theo is like the only thing I've liked that they've done in five years. So I like that, but I don't think it's enough to change anything this year. And I'm fearful it's going to be a long, long, long time before the Red Sox are competitive again. I mean, they're irrelevant in the meantime. When are they going to be competitive? You can well, yeah. There's no change to the, the philosophy. There's no change to our overall operating philosophy other than we are in a in a build mode. You can- yeah, I remember grinding my feet into his couch. There's some more <laughs> Patriot stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, so let's let's let yeah. Arkan give us those in trending. Uh, you can vote in our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mego. You can also dial us up. How long until the Red Sox are competitive again? This year? <laughs> Two or three years, or it's going to take longer than that. Vote there. Arkan has an update from the Bruins game. Long-ass shootout has finally gone final. And we have more Patriots news. Stay tuned for all of it and trending, and we're right back with whether or not any Red Sox players actually want to be here. Spoiler alert, they don't, but that's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Jones and Mako on WEEI. I've been trying to think of the word that I would use to describe just, I guess, the general attitude of Red Sox people. Not so much the players, but certainly everybody else associated with the team as you walk around fields and you talk to people. And the word I keep coming to is embarrassed. I think that there are people in this organization who are genuinely embarrassed by the way the offseason unfolded, by the product that they're going to be putting on the field this year, by the fact that we go into a season kind of knowing that they're going to finish last. And it's caused me to reconsider Craig Breslow's, you know, refusal to say that they were a playoff team. It's like, I think he was being honest because he knows he would be lying to everyone in his front office if he said anything otherwise. So I just look at it. I think people are, are, are legitimately embarrassed. John Tomazzi on NBC Sports Boston. We'll get back into the Red Sox. How soon until they're competitive again? Is there anything to look forward to this year? I have trouble figuring it out. We'll react to their latest moves, a trade over the weekend, a signing today. Plus, we'll get into whether or not players want to be here on Jones and Mega with Arkan on WEEI. Meanwhile, Arkan, what's the latest on the Patriots? Give it to me again. Adrian Phillips released as well. Okay. Lawrence also Guy, with another year to go. Lawrence Guy, they released uh, earlier this hour, saves them $3.5 against the cap, if you care. Uh, they save another $3 million-ish against the cap by moving on from Adrian Phillips, if you care. It's paper transactions. Those guys are off the team. I don't I don't remember Phillips hardly even playing. I don't remember Lawrence Guy making a play. So whatever. They're gone. They were good players a couple of years ago. I don't know how much either one contributed to the team last year. You made the point, Mego. Lawrence Guy, great guy in the community. I enjoyed his spots on Gresham Fourier. But I'm not real worried about any of that. I am curious if they're up to something. And so, you know, if they're carving out some dead money or, you know, dead spots on the roster more accurately to give them a little more cap space. Six and a half mil. Right. It's it's about what they're actually going to spend on the team. They're dead last over the last decade in real spending. Not cap spending, real spending. And so these are paper transactions, but fine. All right, you're moving on from some of these guys. You're making decisions. What are you up to? That's what I'd be curious about. So I look at more so at the um, Adrian Phillips transaction like I I think the defensive line is in a good spot you have a couple safeties who had who had way more playing time than Adrian Phillips I mean if you think of Jabril Peppers I think that's really who stole a spot there and then uh Duggar obviously it makes me wonder if they're going to re-sign Duggar if they're making room to have Duggar either as a franchise tag which would make sense because it opens tomorrow so they could get that done right away or if they're going to just re-sign him. Right. So, and there were strong indications over the weekend. We talked about this last hour. But Reese wrote yesterday, Duggar is a franchise candidate. It's the first real test for Elliot Wolf. And then Schefter later in the day tweeted out a bunch of candidates to get the franchise tag. And Duggar was one of them. And, you know, they tend to do a lot of reporting together, shared information, shared bylines, etc., and so maybe this all ties to Kyle Duggar. If that's what they're up to, then I hate it. I don't think they should be franchising what Kyle Duggar. What else do you think that they're going to be just, up uh, to? Carve just out, creating space? Carve out more money to go nuts in free agency. That's what they should do. Right, but the question isn't whether they're going to use some of this cap space that they have. I think that that is the assumption with how they're okay. poisoning them, how they're positioning themselves. 
I think it's about the cash spending if they're going to offer enough, like if, especially percent. if they go outside, if they're carving up some of the space so they can make room on this year's roster, but then go outside like you're you can't go outside and try to invite these guys in with the incentive laden deals of the past that you've done with them. Well, and if they do, who's that a reflection on? That's definitely then shows you that, okay, this is the crafts who like doing right. contracts that way. It wasn't way. Bill. Maybe, it was Kraft. Maybe it was a Glazer thing. Bye, <laughs> buddy. This whole time we thought it was Bill, and that was me. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear her. I, I've never heard her before. I can't wait to hear her. I think she in sounds these upcoming exactly episodes. like Nikki Haley. I think, I, I hope so. I mean, I, no, matter, no matter what, that's how she's going to sound on this show going forward. I can definitely. tell you that. Um, if they wanted to just free up some more space, they could cut J.C. Jackson and save probably three times. They but they're, they're probably, they're probably going to They probably are, but then why, you know, like, if that's what your immediate need is right now is to free up money, why would you cut these guys first? Because the calculation is you want to sign a safety, you got to lose a safety here. Would Go go would, lose Adrian would you be, Phillips. Would you be shocked if by the end of the show we find out they moved on from J.C. Jackson? No. Me no, either. I wouldn't be. Right, me either. So it's like, it's I don't know. It's weird that this is happening first. And also, not for nothing, but these are veterans here. You know, these are respected locker room veterans who are getting sort of moved on from right. what I think is going to be a young team coming up next year. Right. So, you, you know, won, maybe that doesn't matter. You won four games last year. They they didn't, the, like, the veterans in the locker room did nothing for you. So I don't care they're moving on from them. I hope they use that money. Like, real spending. I hope they're planning for real big things in free agency, if that's what they're up to. One other Patriots item. They announced their coaching staff. This is all within the last, you know, half hour or so. Troy Brown's officially out, Mego? Yes. Which is surprising to no one who is following him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he was at the Senior Bowl wearing Senior Bowl attire. <laughs> Not Patriots attire, Senior Bowl he attire. He was basically wearing the Rob Lowe NFL hat. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, there's a bunch of hires that we knew about. Uh, Dante Hightower, uh, Tyquan Underwood, a couple of ex-players who are coming in. You know, never mind Ben McAdoo. We know his official title, Senior Offensive Assistant. Uh, T.C. McCartney is your quarterback's coach. Like some of these we've talked about and we've walked through and uh, discussed, right? Uh, where is uh, where's our guy Van Pelt? Was Van Pelt on the official announcement? I didn't see him, actually. I, don't I was see him looking either. at it on Twitter. So interesting. I don't he s- is on the website. Okay, he's on the website. And that's all that matters. I don't know if he was in the release. I'm looking at the same tweet you are. We do have a couple of uh, new names, by the way. Bob Bicknell is the tight ends coach. And Tyler Hughes is your wide receivers coach. Uh, so a few items there. The other thing I meant to mention last hour, Gerard Mayo's brother is the strength coach. Now he's been here for a few years, but we went from Bill employing his kids to Mayo employing his siblings. That's what we're going to be doing now. Yeah, because this doesn't happen anywhere else in the league. It was okay. always a Belichick thing. Okay, but it was worse with Bill, I think, uh, okay. with him bringing in his children, plural. Well, you in. listen to Steve Belichick talk about it. He's like, yeah, when I got in that space, I was like, I, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right, right. Bringing Does in. Is he Tippett's kids on the staff, too? No. Yeah, Kobe Tippett. Andre Tippett's son is a uh, special teams assistant. Okay, great. <laughs> so, like, apparently that's another thing that's not changing under Bill. Uh, nepotism isn't changing. Uh, cheaping out on the coaching staff isn't changing. Hiring guys who are out of work, Ben McAdoo. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, you know, guys who got fired or not retained, free in the case of Ben McAdoo. That hasn't changed. Let's see if the incentive-laden stuff changes uh, without Bill Belichick or if that's just another thing Kraft wants to, to blame Bill for. Textline wants to know if Judge is gone. Yeah. I mean, he's not anywhere. He's not listed on, I mean, anywhere in I didn't. Right? Ass- I didn't assume he was going to be back, but yeah, he's not listed anywhere. I didn't even here, think correct. that was going to be a question. No, me either. 617-779-7937. Let's get back into the Red Sox a little bit. Um the moves they made, I just, I, I hate, I hate both moves that they made over the weekend. And number one, they trade away John Schreiber, which I don't really care about. 
But Schreiber's gone. They trade him to the Royals. It's like the Royals are trying to compete more now than you are. They bring in a depth arm in the Royals organization. Maybe in two or three years will be a prospect. I agree with the way Sean McAdam described it over the weekend at Mass Live. McAdam tweets out, teams with designs on contending don't make trades like the Red Sox made today. He tweeted this on Saturday. Dealing affordable bullpen help for starting pitching, uh, a starting pitching prospect, rather, who is at least two years away. Furthermore, they signed someone today, and it's like, yes, they spent $10 million real dollars on their team. Except Liam Hendricks is a guy who isn't going to pitch this year in all, in all likelihood. And if he is, it won't be until the end of the year. They gave him $10 million guaranteed to sit out a large chunk of this year, if not all of this year, and maybe he'll contribute next year. And so they just did this with Michael Fulmer last week. That's another former All-Star who probably won't pitch this year. They did it a couple of years ago under Craig Bresl- uh, under uh, Bloom, rather, with James Paxton. I was reading Tamazi in the last break. Raul Mondesi Jr., that's another one they did this with. Uh, no, no, not Raul Mondesi. Uh, uh, Adalberto. Thank you, Adalberto Mondesi, sorry. Uh, who they did this with, who, like, never even played. So, like, they keep spending money on guys. Like, they're never spending on the current team. Ne- they're never spending on this year's team. They haven't done it. So that's frustrating. I hate these moves. Yeah, both moves are for the future. And I like, okay, can I say that maybe the first trade for Sandlin, the prospect from Kansas City, maybe that is a good trade for the future. Like maybe that makes sense. Maybe, maybe he ends we'll up like being in the rotation yeah. and everybody loves him. And you look back and you go, oh my God, they fleece the Royals. Like maybe that's how it will look in the future. Am I allowed to hate what it represents? Yes. Yeah. That it's still all about the future. That we sit here and we go, is it going to be two years? Is it going to be three years? Is it going to be somewhere between five and eight years when they're done with Fenway Corners? Like, you don't know. And so you just sit here. There's nothing for the current team. You hear about what's happening in spring training, that the roster's set and everybody's miserable and everybody shows up overweight. And they're just throwing out there with their guts jiggling. Well, hang on. We I mean, so- this is just a bummer of a situation. So I can sit here and listen to smart people say, this is a really good prospect. This is a guy who's going to make a difference on your pitching staff. But I can also... Be annoyed that it's going to make a difference in 2026. No, it's it's exactly what McAdams said. And by the way, we're not hearing all the Red Sox are out of shape. We're seeing it with our own eyes. Yeah. Rafael Devers looks like he ate Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> you had, you had, no matter what. That's right, Rafi. Masi- Rafi always looks like that. No, no, no. no he looks bigger. On, not I, like this. He's never been in shape. That was he looks a bigger. Bad, that was a bad angle. When you're on the side, no. this is, hold on, a lesson to everybody. No. In the picture, you don't want to be on the edge. Because if you think about how a camera lens looks, it curves. It's so the, it's going to make you look wider. It's going to make you look wider. It's the camera so, lens is Raffy, little tip. Try to stand in the middle of wherever the photographer is shooting. It'll it's make about you look slimmer. It's end up in Arkan's algorithm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Raphael Devers looks like he ate Big Pablo scoops. Sandoval. Uh, meanwhile, Masa Yoshida has his love handles hanging out like he's Josh Beckett 10 years ago. You had the exact same thought, Arkan, when you saw it. I did. So, um, like... It's not as bad as Beckett, but it's it's there. It's right up there. Yeah. We both thought we thought the same thing independently from one another. We made we the did. exact same reference. Massive Yoshida and Raphael Devour. Can't they just give him a shirt that fits? Like, you know? Massive Yoshida, <laughs> Raphael Devours. So, that is so mean. Okay, but like that, they're, should I not have said they're that? like, what's the point? I'm not going to get in shape for this team. We're not doing anything this year. No one wants to be there. And furthermore, you're right, Mego. It's like it might be a good trade in two or three years. But the way McAdams said it, this is not how contending teams act. 
The Red Sox aren't contenders, and they're a long way away from being contenders. They're not even pretending to be contenders. The only thing that they've done that's pretending is extending Rafi. Yeah. And we're still sitting. We're still. Well, that was. I feel like that was even in a different era, but we're sitting here going like, that was so that they didn't sign Xander. But we're sitting here going like, why did they? Why did they extend Rafi? Like, what is the point of his contract here? Yeah. And he's he seems to be spending on it uh, or spending it on a, a certain area. Vainilla y chocolate. 617-779-7937. So, like, you know, again, Yoshida looks large. Devers looks larger. Who wants to be here? Who wants to be a part of this team? Who wants to participate? Does anybody actually want to be here? Could you imagine if Chris Sale was here? Oh, my God. He'd probably weigh, like, 190 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenley Jansen was asked about this on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. And he uses a keyword over and over again. He's frustrated. Definitely feel frustrated, you know. You came here um, for two years that year one we're going to compete, but year two they're really going to go after it. But then, you know, I get it. A lot of changes in this organization. And um, they have different vision now, and we get it. It's a part of business, um, you know. But on the same time, I just, you know, I still have one more year left here. I'm going to get the fans the best that I have and um, you know I always will dedicate on my on my craft of what I'm doing and you know I want to be consistent I want to do it great I want to put up a show so I'm gonna you know give my best all the time when I step in that mount but um, yeah it's definitely you know frustrated watching you know how things go but you know it's not in our control mm-hmm. what is in our control is is to you know, go out here and be the best leader I can be, best voice I can be in the clubhouse, and help the young guys and help myself and learn how to win ball games. Okay. So a couple of things. I mean, frustrated jumps out. He says it multiple times. He also says, you know, I was, I was told year one we were going to be competitive, and then we were really going to, you know, ratchet it up in year two. And so... Look, maybe that was just his expectation and what he thought. Well, he said he was told. Well, this is what I mean. So like, who do you hear that from? Well, this is what I mean. Was it was it his agent? Was it the team? Like, so I, you know, you, we can we can go back and forth on what it was. My guess is the team told him they were going to spend this year and like, hey, Kenley, we're going to do some belt fastening. It's the same thing they've been telling fans. We got to dip below the luxury tax for a year and then we'll totally spend. Had to get a bigger size belt. <laughs> <laughs> this team uh, should do some belt fastening. So. You know, hey, Kenley, this is what we're going to do. Come here. But trust me, like, I know you want to win a championship. You want to contend. We're going to do that in year two. So, like, they're lying to players on top of it. It's one thing to lie to us and the media and the fans. They're lying to the players. They're signing on top of it. Doesn't it? Okay, like, best case scenario, it demonstrates a total miscommunication within the organization. Right. That Or, like, if it's... That's best case scenario. If there's nothing nefarious or intentionally misleading, then it's, hey, it's full throttle. That's what I thought we were doing. But it turns out, no, it's a build time. It's building time. We're not allowed to throttle. Like, that's the best case scenario. And that just shows that it's like loosey-goosey dysfunctional and everything's getting lost in translation from the guy who actually has the purse strings. You think Sam Kennedy sat down with Kenley and called him a liar for being uh, worried about that? <laughs> if you think we're not as committed to this, but like we said we were when we, you know, signed you here, you're a liar and I'll correct you. Like, you should. You know, like, how far does this go? You you're know? a liar? Okay. Kenley was, uh, uh, well, uh, let's hear from him. How close were you to not even getting on the plane to Fort Myers here, Kenley? Did you think that you were going to be on a plane to Fort Myers? Uh, that's a, it's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was 50-50. 50-50. 
Can you yeah. stop it for a second? Yeah. How about Bradford declaring that he asked no, no, a good I, question? I, 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 Brad, it was, it, I agree with him. It was a good question. <laughs> well, Bradford said so. It's very, very good question by uh, yours truly. Ask question. Acknowledge it's a good question. <laughs> good Did you think that you were going to be on a plane to Fort Myers? Uh, That's a, it's a good question. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was 50-50. 50-50. I yeah. mean, in the days... The, I thought at some point I thought it was sixty forty, like forty percent I will get on the plane, sixty I won't. So and when was that? Like a week before? I think it was two weeks before. Two weeks before you yeah. like? Yeah, you, 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 I you, have you, a lot of uncertainties going on. I'm like, look at my wife. My wife definitely not loving it. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, um, for sure, for sure it was tough. But you know, um, hey man, I'm here. I, can we get to get him to expand on that? Like Bradfo, ask a good follow up question along with your good question. That's a, it's a good question. What what did his wife not like? What does his uh, wife not like? I'm sure the uncertainty. Is that what it is? Why you think she just hates Boston? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Do you, I mean, it would make sense. The uncertainty would make sense. Well, because he she... was saying I had a lot of stuff like going on that I didn't where I didn't know where I was going to be, and she's probably like, "Hey, are we going to have to move? Right? Where, like, are we? I don't yeah. know where they live, where but are like, our are kids we in moving? School? They all hate. Like, everybody hates doing this. Yeah." When you have to pick up and pack everything and you have no idea. And he's like, well, I might be going to Fort Myers with the Red Sox. I don't know. Stay tuned, honey. Okay. So he's just, he wasn't even sure he was getting on the flight. Go ahead. Yeah. And one other thing with Kenley. So he's in the last year of the the deal that he signed with the Red Sox. So I would assume that his, his wife and probably Kenley as well look at this and go, I could really help a contending team right now. I am a very good closer. And I probably want to get at least one more contract. So what good is it for me and my family if I stay here on this Red Sox team that is probably not going to need a lockdown ninth inning guy because they're going to be getting blown out by nine runs going into the end of the game? It doesn't serve him any purpose for being on the roster right now Yeah, and with the way it's constructed. And furthermore, and this interview was done before the Liam Hendricks signing, but it's like, well, if, if, if there was going to be any talk about keeping him in Boston for next year, now Hendricks is signed for next year, maybe he's been promised the closer. Who knows what the Red Sox promised that guy? Who knows? So I wonder if guys even want to be here. And like money talks at the end of the day, if they give out the biggest contract and they change their spending philosophy, they'll get players. But Tristan Cassis, and Ryan, you have audio of this? Okay, I didn't realize this. I was reading these quotes earlier. I didn't realize we had audio of this. this he is, likes to talk to media. This is more from, is this, this hey, is a that's scrum? that's not a bad thing. Yeah, this is a scrum okay. from yesterday. Okay, so this wasn't, baseball isn't boring, but he was, he was asked, uh, and Bradford wrote about this, he was asked about uh, whether or not the Red Sox have reached out with a contract extension, and uh, it turns out they have. Here's what he said about it. Do you hope to talk to them about an extension while you're down here, or while you're in Fort Myers? Yeah, of course. Um... I want to be here forever, so uh, this is not a bad place to, to play. Um, it's actually the best, I think, so I'd love to be here. And you haven't had any talks yet? Yeah, of course. Of course we have. Um, nothing enticing, though. <laughs> <laughs> nothing Ouch. enticing. Ouch. So, like, like he says, it's not a bad place to play. Actually, it's the best place to play. Yeah, like, but, okay. Okay, well, but uh, you, this is not a bad place to, to play. Yeah. Um, it's actually the best, I think. No, it's the best. Uh, well, then why weren't you enticed not to sign? bad to the best. Why weren't you enticed to sign here, right? So it's like it's all over the map. <laughs> and he continued, uh, and this was. I just, hate it here. It's the th- best. This might have been just to Bradford. <laughs> he says, I was in the car on the phone talking to my agent. He called me and said, What do you think about this? And I said, I didn't like it. Nothing enticing, though. And that was it. Cass has told WEEI, just turn off the page. Uh, or just turn the page, rather. He said, yeah, I just said, yeah, I'm okay. That was it. Bradford asked him, no hesitation, no wanting to mull it over? No, not at all. Cassis said, 
I think I could do this for 20 or more years, so I'm not in a rush to sign a contract that I would play through anyway. I just didn't think it was something important I needed to do. And if I did well enough, it would be there for me in the future. Yeah, of course. So, like, what kind of lowball, suck-ass offer is this from the Red Sox? And it's not the first time they've done it. They, they nickel and dimed Mookie Betts every step of the way. It's not the first time they've done this with a young player. I had to say, like, the last time that I remember this being so terrible was with Xander. And I blamed Heim Bloom back then. Because I was like, Heim Bloom doesn't know how to read the market. He doesn't understand how offensive this lowball offer is to Xander Bogarts. That was before spring training happened in Xander's final season. Now I'm like, maybe it's just intentional. Maybe they're just seeing if any of these guys will take it. Like if there's a if there's yeah. a 5% chance that one of these guys is going to take it, they just dangle it out there and they don't give a crap how offensive it is no. to one of these guys. It's the guy and Cassis fa- is kind of like, whatever. He's so blasé. He's like... I'm not even trying to play hard to get. I just know this offer is so bad. It'll be there'll be something better once I get through this season. He's the guy in your fantasy football league, uh, the Red Sox are, who offers like a hundred traits, and he's like, whatever. I just sooner or later somebody's going to hit. And accept. by the way, that guy's awful. No, that guy's awful. That's what the Red Sox are. They're like, we're just going to keep lowballing people. Somebody's going to say yes. Garrett Whitlock said yes. So like, we're just going to we're just going to lowball people, and somebody's going to say yes. And that's our business model. That's our philosophy. We get our hooks into them early oh if they're God. cheap. They're the most desperate guy. Somebody's going to say yes. Somebody, sooner or later, I'm living proof of it. I, eventually, <laughs> eventually, I got married. Like, sooner or later, someone was saying yes. So, like, th- this is how the Red Sox act. This is what they do. And we can have a whole nother debate. Like, is Cassis that kind of player? Like, is Cassis worth it where you're going to him after one year? At fringy. He finished much better than I thought, but his start was so bad what was real? What wasn't? I am curious about that. But he asks those questions every single day. What's real and what is not I'm real? Not. This is not a bad place to, to play. Um, it's actually the best. It's I think. actually the best. <laughs> Ice may be my best friend. <laughs> and so, you know, I just, I, I don't know if he's even worth investing in, but like, I would love if the Red Sox actually paid somebody. And he's like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Nothing enticing, though. 617-779-7937. How do you feel about the Red Sox? Their approach with some of these players, Kenley Jansen, uh, Tristan Cassis on top of it. When will they be competitive again? Stuff we're getting into today on Jones and Mega with our cam. Plus, we have triple play next. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. I don't live in a hotel, and the 99 Restaurant now has early week supper specials. Bring the family and enjoy a delicious roast turkey dinner every Sunday, hearty meatloaf every Monday, and crispy spinach and artichoke chicken every Tuesday. you got to love the nines. Jones and Mego, it is Monday. That makes it a buy or sell Monday, so let's start buying and selling. Number one. All right, Mego, we'll start with you. Buy or sell that the NBA All-Star Game has always sucked. We're just being extra cranky because we're old. So you t- who are you saying specifically is being extra cranky? Because I I haven't seen anyone who had a very positive review of the All-Star weekend. The All-Star game is always bad. Like, this is where I get hung up because Bob Ryan was personally offended and said that everyone who loves or understands basketball should be personally offended by the All-Star game. He wants the players censured. I remember being a kid in, like, 98 and everybody talking about what a joke the All-Star game was then. Look, I'm not going to say... Sitting there and watching it, the little bit of it that I got yesterday, like, yeah, it looked totally slow motion. It was extremely lame, very minimal effort. But as long as I can remember, as far back as I can remember, nobody's ever said it's like, it's good. 
Yeah. It's good basketball. Arcan. Maybe maybe there's Arcan. Was there a point in the eighties when people were like, Wow, that all star game? Yeah, let's go that to our, was really let's go to our eighties NBA expert Christian Arcan. Go ahead, Arcan. I mean, I think it was different. I mean <laughs> it wasn't it, there was a different uh compete level in the all star game back then. Even in the nineties and the two thousands I'd say it was a little bit different. There was two hundred points scored in that game. It's 211 points. You and see? also, I don't see a bunch of kids coming out saying, no, 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 the All-Star game was great. That's you're wrong. You guys are old and you're lame. Like, I'm th- not seeing anyone do that either. Well, they would be saying it on TikTok or some I other app that none of us even know exists yet. So, did you guys see Adam Silver after the game? Oh, yeah. Adam Silver's like, uh, you guys scored the most points. Like, congratulations. Like He, he, he hated it. Even that dweeb was over it. And so, no, I mean, I think largely the All-Star game has mostly sucked. Maybe it was a little more competitive to Arkan's point in, like, the fourth quarter. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like, it's probably lost some of it. Doncic was especially pathetic last night. Like, you want to talk about somebody just going through the motions and gives two craps about being there? Like, Doncic was especially It's like, when pathetic. can I go out for a cigarette? I mean, go watch the highlight. He gets an offensive rebound that he should have just gone right back up with. He gets it. He takes it down. He dribbles around. He goes so slow. Like, he's laughing about it. Like, pathetic. So, it's probably a little worse, but largely the All-Star game has always sucked. I said this to Arkham before. All-Star Weekend used to be good. Yeah. All-Star Weekend is now ruined. Your question was about the game. But All-Star Weekend is now ruined because all the dunks have been done and no stars do it. Outside of Jalen, who borderline ruined the dunk contest on his own this weekend. So All-Star Weekend used to be good. All of my childhood memories are not from the game. (laughs) They're from the dunk contest, the three-point contest. They're not from the game. I don't have any All-Star Game memories. I do have some in the the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. So... I don't ever really think it was about the game. I think it was always about the dunk contest and the three-point contest and those Saturday night events, which is why I bet it's pretty much always been like this. Well, and for the players, it's about the parties. Well, oh, yeah. No, I mean <laughs> like, as a fan. They don't yeah, care yeah. about any of right. the actual basketball stuff. Well, that's probably part of why it sucks on Sunday. They all get lit up on Saturday night and try to go out and play on Sunday. Yeah, probably. I think really with all-star games in general, and basketball especially, at the time when you play them, they don't mean anything. But then like five years later, you look back, or ten years later, and you say, wow, look at all those guys. Look at all those great players from that era together. And at the time, it just doesn't mean anything because they're just playing right now. But uh, either way, I thought it sucked. Uh, let's go to our second buy or sell. I think we all Number agree two. it sucks. It's we just, all agree it's always it sucked. sucked. And we are all also all old and cranky. Yeah. Um, here's our second buy or sell. Jones, the Bruins, buy or sell. Mm-hmm. The Bruins will finish the season ahead of the Panthers in the standing. Okay, so I, I would have bought this earlier today. I still buy it after the Bruins came back and beat the Stars. An actual decent little win. The Stars are good. They were down 3-2. They got a game-tying goal from Pasternak. They win in a shootout. I still haven't seen a good look at it. I must have just missed three. I still haven't seen a good look at that final save by Swayman. That looked like it went in. Clearly, I'm wrong. But I would have said the Bruins should finish ahead of the Panthers. The Panthers just, just barely you know, nosed in front of them while the Bruins had their worst week of the season. Right? The Panthers are also killing it right now. I mean, they've no, won the but, nine out of their last ten, right, but this five is my in point. a row. This is my point. Yeah. The Panthers just barely caught them. They've been red hot, and the Bruins have been ice cold. Right. So my guess is the Bruins will finish in front. My fear is the Bruins don't do anything at the deadline. They're actually justifying not doing anything at the deadline by the team coming back down to earth and saying, well, we played over our heads the first three, four months of the year. And a team like Florida makes a move that I don't see yet. Right? Like that that's how Florida would pass them. If they make a big move, if they're bold at the deadline and the Bruins sit on their hands. But looking at the teams right now, the Bruins are better than the Panthers. They should have beat them last year in the first round. They're better than them this year. So yeah, I say that they'll finish ahead of them. I buy it. I agree. I think right now everything that is kind of going could go wrong for the Bruins is going wrong for them from their lack of offensive production up until this game, uh tough stretch for Swayman and Net. It's just uh, 
I, I do wonder whether this is going to affect the moves that they make at the trade deadline. And I do think that they need to send somebody else out, somebody off of this roster, and get something back. Now I look at it and I go, okay, where are you looking to bolster this team? Because I've been saying defense is where you need to look, but your offense has stalled out a little bit. Did you lose something meaningful with Patra? Were you leaning too heavily on some of these other young kids to start out? Were you looking at guys like Geeky to like really play way above the level of who he was when you brought him in? I think all these things need to be evaluated. Yeah, and uh, Lindholm was injured in this game, left in the third, didn't come back. So there was no update on him after the game. So you may need help on defense sooner than you think. All right, let's get to our third by yourself. Number three. All right, on Saturday night, there was a show outing at a uh, venue in Charlestown, and it turns out that not only was there a uh, party for Adam Jones turning 40 years old, yes, but Brad Marchand uh, had a party as well at the same venue. So the question here, Mego, is buy or sell Jones's party was better than Brad Marchand's? First of all, Jones's party was definitely better because Brad Marchand's ended at like 8 p.m., yeah, the Jones one went late, I can tell you. I'm still feeling and it. I'm, so, yeah. I'm not about a darty. Like, yeah. that's just, I can't live that way. I could barely do it in college. I is, certainly can't do it is, now. A day party? Yeah. A darty, okay. And I'd consider, I mean, look, maybe Marshans started at like 530 or something. Yeah, it's a darty, boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all, this is what I would say was hurting the Jones party. Okay. DJ Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't help. Well, it might have been DJ Bean. Yeah. Somebody had an upset tummy in that room. No, I I told you this. I told somebody. You, did you know who it I was? was accused I, of it? Were no, you a but victim it was not of me. it? No, I have a good. Our kid, well, because our kid, we were all like having a conversation in a group in a circle, and you got this look on your face, this scowl, and then you just yelled at like everyone, and we're like, "Somebody, do you smell that?" <laughs> there's a ser- there's a cereal crop duster <laughs> in the in the Jones friend group. It typically comes out at weddings, but yes, there's. Do a, you there's know a, who it is? I have a good I have a good theory on who it was. Yes, I have uh, I have a list of suspects. It was. Rich risky for me to do that because as you all know he who smelt it dealt it and this is true i did not deal that one and i knew i didn't deal it and i was worried that there you know was going to get pinned on me and then you because i'm wanna, the obvious suspect and you didn't want to deny it yeah because then i clearly supplied right it. so it's a it's a right. real like you got to get in front of it and it's, if i did the rhyme i did the crime yeah, right so it's it's, <laughs> so, it's all just you're all just lost spinning around you've like incriminated a top. yourself three times yes. in this retelling it's, it, I exactly. actually it's think hard it's, to get out of it i think it's you now you think it's Arkin? I think it was Arkin. It does. He does sound a little. I. I'm just telling you. I know there's a good suspect. Did it continue but, after I left? Was the crop done? No. No. Continue after no. I left. So no. Oh well, that doesn't help me. That is. A, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, the fact I was that thinking that's my get out of jail. You, no, you left. I'm like, did he leave because his he tummy to, right. was really he had upset? To go find a restroom. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, if Scal were there, we would know. We all know <laughs> it would be Scal. I mean, we all we all know that. You're a pollutant. Uh, to answer to answer your question, I think you got to give the Marshan party the advantage. I think you got to give Marshan the advantage over Why? my party because I want. Who wanted, knows what kind of farts were flying? Right. At that party, I want. Yeah. I, I I really <laughs> thought Marshan was there for me. I was like, cat. Cat gave me the great. Cat <laughs> gave me the greatest birthday gift of all time. Marshan's gonna jump out of a cake or something like that, and that's not what happened. So I, yeah, you got. Birthday, yeah. <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. Joe Holmes. <laughs> And that's not what happened, so I was very disappointed. I think you got to give the edge to Marshan. Uh, so I uh, I sell that mine was better. Uh, that's Triple Play each and every day at this time here on Jones and Mega with Arcan. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. Uh, at those festivities, we were taking in NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, let's get to how Jalen did. Let's get to the All-Star Game. It's, how do we feel about the All-Star Game in totality and Jalen Brown specifically? That's next. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 